Warning, you are about to enter a world populated by the most appalling music ever made. Welcome to the search for the worst album of all time. This is Broken Records. But I hadn't been forgotten, I Joe. I'd been married a long time ago. Saint Bango. <laughs> a girl with kaleidoscope eyes. <laughs> You're beautiful. Hey, hey, I wanna be a rock star. Hello, you. Yes, I am saying this live. It's Stephen Hill from Broken Records. <laughs> it's a little joke for later on, Renfrey. You didn't quite just... get that first of all, did you? Yes. God. Welcome to a. Good. I'm sorry. I know you've not even introduced Come me on. yet, but that's like yeah. Arrested, the, like the last series of Arrested Development, where you get punchlines to jokes in episode one, where you don't get the setup until episode 10. Do you realise yeah. what you've well, just done there? Yeah, I do. I think it's going to be a little bit quicker than that. It's not like I'm setting us up for a... For a I'm not like doing a joke about Thank You by Duran Duran that we haven't even picked out of the hat yet. At least it's going to be on this episode. Anyway, welcome to episode 69 of Broken Record. This is where we search for the worst record ever made in history. My name's Stephen Hill. That was Renfrey Deadman. A little Hello. bit slow on the uptake, Renfrey. Although, to be fair, no slower than probably everyone listening to this podcast don't even know what we're doing yet uh we are part of the right act podcast network which feels a bit weird saying that because we're just basically a spin-off from right act but go over to right act you can find us on a friday talking about all good things in music every friday and beyond we've got a patreon page patreon.com forward slash right act podcast where we've got exclusive content mostly talking about albums that we fucking love but this is not what this podcast is this is where we are as i keep saying i've said it about three times already gonna hammer this point home looking for the worst album ever made and we've got a humdinger of a show for you today this is by the way i should say not a list of albums that renfrey and i have dreamed up ourselves this isn't me and renfrey's hit list of bands and artists that we've been trying to shit on for years and years and years not at all this is down to the fan reaction the critical standing the reputation of the record or maybe something that the artist did prior to the record coming out or didn't do prior to the record coming out and everyone went right get her let's get her Mm, uh basically so we are going to be talking on the show this week about i am me by ashley simpson the second studio album from the u.s pop singer released on the 18th of october 2005 she's very sure of herself isn't she with that title yes she knows who she is Mm. yeah i i i am me good um <laughs> that that is like that's like someone who's stoned who thinks that they are far more profound than they actually are isn't it um yeah yeah anyway sorry go into we'll get the, into that top, top, we're gonna top do the 20. flop 20 this is the 20 worst records that we have done thus far it's getting a bit weird actually because nothing's got into the flop 20 for fucking ages no uh, it hasn't i'm not picking very well out of the hat which is behind me so i'm gonna try and pick a absolute steaming dog turd for next week i mean I, my... yeah I, I don't know how you do that skillfully considering it is a sort of luck situation but hey it's gonna get harder Absolutely to get into by the, random it's gonna get harder to get into the top 20 though this is what's gonna happen isn't it maybe we need to make it yeah. a flop 30 or a flop 40 i don't know we'll think about that going well forward. i don't know it doesn't really matter yeah. anyway i'll just run down the flop 20 for you 
Ashley Simpson fans who have tuned in specifically just for this episode. Louis XIV, Slick Dogs and Ponies is number 20, followed by Queen and Paul Rogers, The Cosmos Rocks, The United Nations of Sound by Richard Ashcroft, Mr. Blobby, The Album, the original soundtrack to the movie, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, Eog and Quig by Eog and Quig, Six Feet Under's Graveyard Classics Volume 2. He's been in the news recently, hasn't he? Old Chris Barnes recently, Renfrew, saying that all death metal singers are shit or something. I mean... He's got a point. <laughs> yeah, he does. I thought you meant Eogan uh, uh, for a moment had been in the news saying all death metal singers were shit. But yes, Chris Barnes has been. Yeah. He's a silly boy. He probably does think that as well, to be fair. One of the many similarities between Eogan and Chris Barnes <laughs> of Six Feet Under and Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. They love a shit cover. That's another oh, that's similarity between true, the two. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway. Towers of London's Blood, Sweat and Towers is followed by Hard to Swallow by Cut uh, by Vanilla Ice, Cut the Crap by The Clash, Angelic to the Core by Corey Feldman, Philosophy of the World by The Shags, Arsehole by Gene Simmons, Total Zanarchy by Little Zan, Blood on the Dance Floor, by, uh, Bad Blood by Blood on the Dance Floor. Not, I always seem to get that mixed up. Methods of Mayhem's Methods of Mayhem, The True Symphonic Orchestra. <laughs> With, no, with concerto in true minor i was so close to referencing something that me and we were just talking about double wide by uncle cracker crazy hits by the crazy frog still number one though i'm not a fan but the kids like it by broken side and unranked of course chinese democracy by guns and roses who knows where that should be should be on in every single position pretty much well yeah that would be apt i think yeah yeah so let's get into this one though i am me by ashley simpson released on the 18th of october 2005 ashley simpson i'm not really sure what i i'm 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 guessing you have to say about this person ashley simpson to be fair because she's never really big in the uk was she ashley simpson i guess she was at best infamous infamous by association as well yeah, that was the impression that I got. I mean, I'm aware that when it comes to like pop culture references and stuff like that, I'm pretty rubbish. But um, I, I kind of vaguely knew the name, but I didn't know why. Uh, mm-hmm. And read up about the incident, which inevitably we will talk about on this show. And I was like, oh, OK. But I, it didn't feel like I was being reminded of that incident. I think I was probably just completely unaware that it even happened. But yeah. Yeah. Is she, is uh, she, like, she... Is she like a Jordan figure? Or, or well, have no, I got she's... that wrong? She's Jessica Simpson's sister. Yes, I know that. So this is the associ- this is the the association I think of why Ashley Simpson first sort of got a little bit of like I say infamous by association okay. because Je- Jessica Simpson Renfrey surely I mean I would say in the UK around the time that they were both doing bits as KSI or something like that would say. Um, <laughs> Jessica Simpson was at least a bit more infamous. Well, she was an actor in the UK, right? She, she was an actress and a singer, and yeah. then a reality TV star. Okay, so I didn't know that. Jessica either. Simpson was her sister again. Not really a massive deal over here, I don't think. Jessica Simpson was in the Dukes of Hazard. She was a okay. singer as well, and she married Nick Lashley from the boy band Ninety Eight Degrees, and they did a show called Newlyweds. Okay, all right, right. Yeah, the, Which, the, but vague bells are being rung in mm, my head. Yeah. And I think that's when Jessica Simpson, I think, went from being someone who was just another US... You know, there were a lot of that, uh, those kind of post-Britney US clean-cut pop stars around yeah. that time. Yeah. A lot. 
and Jessica Simpson was just another one of them for t- t- initially. Okay. And then she did the show Newlyweds, which I have to say I never watched, but I have seen clips and I have, there's a, probably loads of BuzzFeed articles on the most hilarious wrong things that Jessica Simpson said on Newlyweds because she was basically sort of ditzy. Okay. She was ditzy. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a bit, she was, it's a, calling someone ditzy is, that's like, is a nice way of saying that a bit they're thick, they're thick and pretty, basically, basically isn't it? Mm-hmm. So yeah. she was thick, she was thick and pretty, essentially. She was an, an easy target, it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, look, none of these people, I don't think 98 Degrees weren't big over here. Jessica Simpson wasn't big over here. And certainly no. Ashley Simpson wasn't big over here. No. All I knew that was Je- was Jessica Simpson was a bit stupid. And okay. that she looked good in a pair of Daisy Dukes. Uh, n- there's nothing wrong with either of those things as well. But there we go. No. Well, it depends how you use your stupidity, I suppose. But, you know, if mm-hmm. you're on a reality TV show, I mean, what's what, what, if you don't like it, turn it off. Exactly. Say. Yeah. Or don't even. T- and I or didn't even turn, turn it on it in the off. first place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the association that Ashley Simpson had with her big sister was enough for Ashley to get an MTV spin-off show of her own, imaginatively titled. Do you know the title of her reality spin-off show, Renfrey? I don't know. The Ashley Simpson Show. <laughs> I should have. I should have at least hazarded a guess, shouldn't I? Yeah, I was going to say it's. It, it, I was going to say it's similar to what Riot Act should have been called. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm glad you're bringing that joke back. Felt apt for this. Do you know what I mean? It felt apt. But anyway, um, this is not like the first time. Obviously, I feel like Jessica Simpson probably comes from some kind of Hollywood lineage because she had done a little. Some, a few bits and bobs here and there. She was in a few episodes of Malcolm in the Middle. Okay. Apparently. Right? Which, um, you know, gave the world Brian Cranston. Yeah. Brilliant. He's gone on to have, I'd say, maybe a slightly more interesting career than Jessica <laughs> or Ashley Simpson. Brilliant. Brian fair. Cranston, yeah. Love Brian yeah. Cranston. And uh, she was also in the Rob Schneider film, The Hot Chick. Have you ever seen The Hot Chick? I can't say I have, but <laughs> even the title's making me laugh. I have seen The Hot have Chick. You? It's, up there with, it's up there with... Well, my girlfriend at the time used to work in Blockbuster Video. So we okay. got... So she would come home from work and she would have about... They'd say, like, you can rent whatever you want. Yeah, of course. And so she would basically come back and she'd go, I've rented everything new that's just been released. And we would probably watch, like four or five films of an evening do you want to do a quick review um, of the hot chick of the hot chick um so rob schneider is rob schneider right and <laughs> i already don't like it some no me neither <laughs> and some some girls and then he i can't exactly remember what happens but he basically a girl turns into rob like a kind of a, a high school girl in a sorority turns into rob schneider Right, so it's a it, so it, Rob it, Schneider's it, playing a like there is a a girl is trapped inside the body of Rob Schneider. So is it like Freaky Friday, but shit? Yeah. And, I'm like, yeah. I don't know. and really creepy. And a, it and does probably, sound a bit creepy. Probably age, yeah. So yeah, a, a girl is trapped inside the body of Rob Schneider rather than in his basement where they're usually trapped. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do we need to that? I don't. I don't. I don't think we do. I don't have honest, enough respect for Rob Schneider to bother messing no, it because it's a joke, and I think most people think that because of the way he is, it's probably true as well. Um, 
Anyway, uh, he was in Hot Chick, which is awful. And she'd also done a song for the Lindsay Lohan remake of Freaky Friday. Now, oh, that is good. Didn't even know that. That is a good film. Uh, okay. I, okay. I've never seen it. Have that. you not seen that? You've no, not seen is that. It, is that the one with Jamie Lee Curtis as well? It is. Jamie Lee Curtis was oh. the, the girl in the original, and she's the mum in the remake. Ah, very, very clever. Versatility. See what they've done there. Okay, cool. It's a good film. It's all right. Nice. Oh, I mean, look, I haven't seen it for a long time, but I remember quite enjoying Freaky Friday. I thought it was quite good. I think Both Freaky, good. I think it was kind of, isn't it sort of considered the first like body swap comedy thing? The original, yeah. obviously not the Lindsay Lohan mm-hmm. one, because then obviously you get big. Uh, you get um, the one with Judd Reinhold and Fred Savage. Oh, what is that called? From the 80s. That is, oh God, that's going to, I have to look that up now. Go I have on, to. go I can't. On. Uh, Fred, Sa- I'm going to just put Fred Savage movies in. I mean, <laughs> when was the last time anyone Googled that? Uh, it's called, fuck, oh no, that's really annoying. Uh, vice versa. I should have got that. Vice versa. You ever seen that? I've not. No. <laughs> oh, mate. Vice versa is quality. Whatever happened to Judge Reinhold? He was in Gremlins and he was in Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. And he was in vice versa. And it was like, he's going to be a big star. And he just, I think he, I think he was just not actually a very good actor. He... I think he belongs in the 80s, is what I will say. Yeah. <laughs> Judge yeah. But that's fine. We don't have a lot to talk about this week. We're not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> is it obvious? Patreon.com forward slash right act podcast if you want to hear our deep dive on Judge Reinhold's career. <laughs> we could do that. I mean, <laughs> that cut might be I quite would, fun. would quite like to do that. More than I would Origin of Symmetry, to be honest. So. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Anyway, let's move on. In 2004, uh, Ashley Simpson released her debut album, Autobiography, which was a smash hit of sorts. It hit number one on the US Billboard chart, the number, uh, the top 200. It was number one. It sold two and a half million copies alone in the US. Alone. Not, not alone, because there's two and a half million copies of it. It sold in the US alone. <laughs> it sold two and a half million copies by January 2005. So that is pretty fucking good going in the kind of six, eight month period. Yeah. And, you know, for a reality TV spin-off star, that is, I think you've got to say, fair play to Ashley yeah. Simpson. Yeah. She's done do. all right then. Hmm. Yeah. She's done all right. But during the promotion for that album comes the incident for which Ashley Simpson, I think, will forever be remembered. On the 24th of October, 2004, she was the musical guest on the long running hit US show Saturday Night Live. She was going to perform the title track from her album, having already performed the first single from the record, Pieces of Me. But some kind of technical hitch happened and her vocals from the previous performance of Pieces of Me began to play over the PA, revealing that she had lip-synced her previous performance. Oh, dear me, no. And she did an awkward little jig as the song played and then just walked off stage as her band sort of stood there a little bit embarrassment and then uh, and then and then we cut to a, a break which uh, is kind of awkward right she 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 panicked yeah she panicked yeah. um she does that awkward little jig thing um i mean her band continued to play <laughs> I, I i did look at the band i was like oh very professional fair play uh but mm. yes she ends up walking off and then uh, uh and yeah 
cuts commercial break. Oh, yeah, you've just said it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. We, we really, are, uh, really are filling out this episode. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the show, <laughs> yeah, good. At the end, at the end of the show, she cuddled up to that week's host, Jude Law, and mm. said, "I feel so bad. My band started playing the wrong song." the nerve of her to blame it on her fucking band and i didn't know what to do so i thought i'd do a hoedown now if that were the case <laughs> you'd stop the band and go guys you played the wrong song if you're gonna chuck them under the bus later on anyway you yeah. might as well go guys 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 you're playing the wrong song and they'd go oh yeah you're right we are actually professional musicians you think we'd know that we've already played that song 15 minutes ago mm. so uh, it doesn't really ring true that excuse at all does it i i was i was sort of I f- feel sorry for Ashley Simpson in a, in a sense with that incident because that's it's not her fault that that fuck up happened and there are multiple singers over the years who have lips happened so many times so many and times it's, and it's fucked up a bunch of times do you remember Owen Paul doing my favorite waste of time on Pebble Mill in the eighties I can't say I do great song <laughs> that's a great song. And he just stands there. They do, they cut to him outside and it starts playing and, and obviously nobody can hear it and the camera just goes up to him and the, the song's playing and he just looks in the camera and then just looks off into the distance and it just carries on playing and they just stand there for the whole three minutes, the whole band, and a film standing still like going <laughs> while the song plays that they obviously can't hear. <laughs> I don't recall that at all. I'm going to look that up though. I think you were probably like one when that okay. came out to be well, honest. But it's really... Enough. It's really funny. I mean, it's a good song as well. Obviously, there's the Millie Vanilla stuff, you know, and all that kind of thing. But Millie Vanilla, Grandad, <laughs> Vanilli, <laughs> Millie Vanilli. Oh, Millie Vanilli, is it? Yeah, they're not called Millie Vanilla. Oh, I thought it was Millie Vanilla. I think I thought that my whole life. God, I was 37 years old when I realised it was Millie Vanilli, not Millie Vanilla. Anyway, uh, yeah, Britney yeah. Spears has been accused of it, Lindsay Lohan. Um, Cheryl Cole. Cheryl Cole, Beyonce, Katy Perry, you know, like 50 Cent, um, mm-hmm. Mariah Carey. I mean, it, it's, it, it is relatively commonplace in the pop industry. Insane Clown Posse I went to see, they <laughs> sync the whole thing. Um, and serves me right. To be fair, we're going to see a sometime <laughs> posse, but yeah. Long-term listeners, certainly of Riot Act and possibly of this show as well, will know that you know I'm not a fan of that kind of thing. But I still feel sorry for Ashley Simpson because on like you know on live TV across America that happening, it's not her fault. She's been. I mean, she she claims that she was feeling ill earlier the day early in the day acid re- she was her doctors she went on uh total request mtv's total request live a few days later to say that she was advised not to sing due to severe acid reflux yeah i actually managed to find some footage of a uh, 60 minutes uh program it's sort of like a american equivalent of panorama or something like that but it's more about like celebrity gossip and stuff like that rather than i don't know things that actually matter and um uh they were talking about they they were like behind the scenes when all of it happened and when she was rehearsing the song she like walked off stage crying because her voice well, so they said because her voice wasn't feeling too good and she was feeling all of this pressure blah 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 so i'm there kind of whilst i'm not a fan of lip syncing generally you know and i generally like bands to actually perform live blah bloody blah, blah, blah i actually really felt sorry for her and then <laughs> there speaks a man who's never watched New Order performing Blue Monday on top of the pop, so I have to say, Winfrey, oh, like well. if you can't do it, 
don't do it would be, would be my suggestion uh but then when she blames it on her band i was like oh okay fuck you because <laughs> yeah because like like i was with you i was on side with you and i felt genuinely quite sorry for you and i know you panicked and i know you're still panicking but you're just trying to blame anyone but yourself and the band were the only professional thing about that whole setup um so yeah it's it's a shame it's sad yeah it is i mean the thing is is that you know considering the backlash and the humiliation that came for ashley simpson in the aftermath of this i mean like we've already said it's not the first time that this sort of thing happens it's not the worst thing that's ever happened she's a fucking pop star yeah it doesn't really doesn't really matter if she's singing live on fucking saturday night live or not like it doesn't really matter it, it's not something like it's not something that should come as a massive surprise for this style of music it's relatively bubblegummy pop i got you know i'm only going on this album this album alone but i got a vaguely avril lavigne type vibe it's a pop rock mm-hmm. record isn't it yeah broadly yeah broadly um it is quite diverse but i think the foundation of it is pop rock um and yeah i think uh, so many of her contemporaries would have been doing exactly the same thing um but she got caught on live television so i mean i my heart does did go out to her in in a a way i was a bit like oh screw you for blaming your band Uh, yeah i it would have i think she should turn around and gone we all fucking lip sync what you on about (laughs) i lip i don't feel very well so i decided to mime like everybody does in pop that would have been the way to handle it (laughs) she she's not eddie vedder like you know what i mean she's not like she's not you know no one buys an ashley simpson record because they go oh, what an incredible live vocalist and what... Do you know what I mean? This is just, like you no. say, this is supposed to be escapist... It's, you know, it's it's escapist pop music. But on that, on that point and on that motif, even f- fantastic singers do sometimes lip-sync. I mentioned Beyonce, who's been caught lip-syncing before. And sometimes it just comes down to how hard these pop stars are worked and if their voice fucks up but they've been booked to do a television performance or something like that i can understand why the temptation then comes in to do lip syncing even though i'm not strictly for it i'm you know i'm trying to be devil's advocate to a degree but i can i i i do get it there's a lot of pressure and i do understand it i mean whether that meant that she lip synced all the time or not i don't know who knows but Mm. um yeah i don't know i i in this realm i don't expect necessarily uh someone to be actually singing live i do when it comes to bands and obviously i've talked about tracks a lot mainly on riot act more than here and i get a, a little bit more pissed off about that because that feels like a different thing to me but in this in this realm it's not surprising i don't think no and the thing is is that you can go and if you google it i mean you can find endless 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 fucking parodies yeah headlines and things like, oh, she, oh this is a shocking scandalous thing and it's like it's not a shocking no, scandalous thing unless yeah. you know literally know nothing about how live i mean you know live in the studio in a tv studio i think if you'd have paid if you paid to go and see someone live and they lip sync I think you're going to be very disappointed depending on how big an act they put on, right? Like when I see the 
you know, Katy Perry's not a good live singer. Would I go and watch Katy Perry? Yeah, I probably would. I'd, you know, I'd happily pay a, if I could get a cheap enough ticket. I'd go and see Katy Perry. I know she's not. A, puts on a great show, doesn't she? Yeah, and she puts on a massive fucking show. You're there for the show. So even if if she lip synced, I wouldn't be that bothered about it. You know, if I go and watch Tool, I don't want a Maynard lip syncing though. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, I think that's the sort of the difference is that it is a different I don't thing. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't like Katy Perry because I like her voice. Mm. I like mm. Katy Perry because I like her songs mm. and I want to hear them. And I, you know, I like the kind of mad escapist pop thrill of her music. You know, I don't, that's not why I like Pearl Jam, mm. for example. I don't want to go off the subject too much, but if um, you went to see. Uh, pop star who you thought did have a great voice let's say beyonce for example i don't think anyone who says beyonce does not have a great voice is yeah, incorrect it's ridiculous um would yeah. you want them to be singing live i think i'd want beyonce yeah I, I probably would want to hear beyonce singing live yeah i agree you know but then if she didn't and she and it was in a stadium and it was the kind of show i mean you know i saw some clips from the last again taylor swift i would want to hear taylor swift sing live but then have having seen clips of the last time taylor swift did a stadium tour here in the uk the show looked so unbelievably impressive that you probably would go it doesn't really matter Mm. it Mm. doesn't really matter that much i think there'd be some i think maybe the stuff from folklore and evermore you'd want to hear that live absolutely you know trouble or whatever like I'm happy for her to lip sync through that if there's a load of dancers and a load of mad shit going on. I was going to say, it depends what they're doing as a performer as well. I mean, if they yeah. are dancing their absolute socks off, then, you know, uh, it's just not practical to be able to sing. And some of the moves that I've seen Beyonce do and stuff like that, it's like, well, she must be lip syncing there because I don't know how you, you could be... I don't think it would be possible for a human to being to be fit enough to be able to do those dance moves and sing belt like that at the same time you know so mm. i think i've even seen some clips of like michael you know they get even it's a bit of help like tracks and stuff like i've seen michael clips of michael jackson back in the day and you're like well he's definitely not singing mm. all of this mm. he's definitely singing a mm. bit but he's not singing all of it um but again the show is just fucking wild and yeah. i think you just have to kind of you know it's it's apples and oranges isn't it and i think mm. people get annoyed. oh my god this pop star mind on a TV show that I didn't actually pay to see her perform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, just to promote a single. It's like, who fucking cares? Do you like the song or not? I still would buy, I'm not sure about this, but I would still buy My Favourite Waste of Time by Owen Paul. Even if I, even if, just from watching him leaning up against the wall outside Pebble Mill, I still think that's a fucking great song. <laughs> just watching him not hearing it is good enough for me you're my favorite waste of time you like that song you can't remember it yeah you don't you don't don't remember remember it it. it's a banger do you think people uh had their knives out then because of where ashley simpson came from do you think people thought it was a sort of a nepotism thing or a reality or we're fucking fed up of reality tv stars blah 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 stuff that i have said in the past i I will admit yeah does it come from that you think i would have yeah well i mean look if it was, say, Pearl Jam on Saturday Night Live and that happened, you would go, oh, shit, that's I'd a real furious. story. Yeah. That is I'd a real furious. big thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you wouldn't so much with... The only reason you would 
is if you like you say you've already decided that you don't like oh this just shows how talentless they are and how blah 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 this and how blah 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 that they are and yeah it's like, yeah i mean you might think that but i don't think this is much of a revelation to i don't, I don't think this is like particularly backing your point up if you think that you already think that i think kind of if you've made your mind up about music the type of music that people like ashley simpson make i don't really think like this is not like like we've already said this is not news exactly this is not a revelation this is nothing yeah. that we you you shouldn't already have expected to be happening like you must have known that this is how these people choose to perform surely and you already don't like it. Yeah, and this is why I found myself feeling sorry for her, you know, because it really it's, is quite vicious, some of the press that was around this at the time. Mm. And yeah, it is very much like, you know, look, <laughs> you're complaining that the sun is hot, you know, like mm. this shit happens in that world all the fucking time. Of course it does. And and the thing is, it, off the back of that, I mean... <sighs> Ashley Simpson, to me, went from someone who I had heard the name of Mm -hmm. in association with someone else who I had heard the name of, who I was vaguely aware of, to being someone who was suddenly thrust into, like, proper look at this scandalous thing that has happened. So I then knew who... No, I knew Ashley Simpson was, and I knew one thing about her, and that was this. And then in the aftermath of that, because she's then... Oh, that you remember that girl who did the miming? who we all hate, who we've all decided that we hate, well, guess what else she's done? And then there was a period where it felt like Ashley Simpson couldn't do a fart without someone claiming that she'd followed through. I hope she hasn't farted. (laughs) She mimed her own farts, apparently. (laughs) She had someone else. Someone else actually recorded her farts for her. Yeah. Yeah, but... There was a load of salacious gossip going around about Ashley Simpson at the time. Uh, she was linked with a gentleman, and this isn't particularly relevant to the album in any way, really, other than it, I think it kind of plays into the fact that, th- that a lot of the record is about the difficult year that she had. She was uh, linked with a gentleman called Wil- Wilma Valderrama, uh, who has got is an interesting name. Carlos Valderrama, the Colombian footballer, you may football fans you may know, has got a big hair. I wonder. I don't know if he's related to him. Uh, Wilma is um, from the Flintstones, so imagine those two people combined, and you get Wilma Valderrama. I, I think. Yeah, I like Wilma. Kind of prehistoric housewife mixed with a mad Colombian footballer. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about Wilma Valderrama, other than that, which I've just yeah. made up. Yeah, good. So good. Did you Did you ever fancy Wilma or Betty? I. I quite fancy Betty. Yeah, quite yeah. Fancy Betty. Betty would have been mine. Well, the thing is, is that Betty would have been mine. That sounds a little. Mine. <laughs> that sounds a little serial <laughs> killery. No, 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 I, I stopped <laughs> right, Richard Ramirez in a really in a bad bad place. <laughs> Betty would have been mine. Uh, not mine, but would have been my <laughs> more kind of would have been more my type as well. Okay, I mean. okay. I like redheads though. Do the you? thing is, as Wilma doesn't. Like, do you fancy uh, the baddie from Captain America? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I very much do. <laughs> oh, uh, you look like oh, the baddie from funny. Uh, Captain America when you get very angry. <laughs> You're not happy about that. No, I don't mind that because I tell you one thing about him: he's got he's got a very thin face. So I, I, I wish I did. 
<laughs> I wish I, he's got less of a double chin than me. That, so was, good. that was very glass half full. Well done, Steve. You're, you're, Thanks, you're making mate. progress. Yeah. Um, so you more of a... Yeah, how did Barney pull Betty Rubble? I know, because like... I suppose back in those days, you just grab who you want. Didn't you? Like, back then, <laughs> you really could. <laughs> yeah. Back th- in prehistoric man days, yeah. you think it was bad in the 60s. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, true. Barney Rubble would be like the the original Mason Greenwood. That's very that's very uh um current. <laughs> that happened this morning as we record shit with Mason Greenwood. He's a cunt. He's a fucking horrible cunt that guy. Anyway, I just trying <laughs> to I just trying to think what Barney Rubble's got going for him as a bachelor and I don't know. Like he you know, he's a sweet guy, but he's a bit of a bumbling idiot, isn't he? He was Rick Moranis in the film, wasn't he? Rick Moranis, yeah. Crikey. I like Rick Moranis. <laughs> anyway. And, played, and, and um, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Betty Rubble was played by... Rosie... Rosie O'Donnell. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Rick Moranis could pull Rosie O'Donnell if we're... <laughs> I, th- I, I reckon. They feel like it's a sort of decent enough couple. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Who was, the, who was Wilma? It was. I remember they did a remake of it, and it was Kristen Davis, who used to be in Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, yeah. But it was somebody who I don't know who she was as an actor. I've forgotten who she was. I recognise her face. Was her name... Oh, I want to say Wilma. Her name's, not, her name's not Wilma. Penelope. Oh, Penelope. Hold on. Not Penelope Pitstop. That's a different cartoon. <laughs> Elizabeth Perkins. Elizabeth Perkins. I knew there was a P in it somewhere. There we yeah, go. Elizabeth Perkins. Yes. There you go. Bloody love the nineties, obviously. <laughs> What's going on here, MP? How I much is she going to edit out? On? How much of this are you going to edit out? <laughs> oh my god, she was in big as well. Oh, the connections yeah. keep coming. I like Elizabeth Perkins. She fucking knew he was a little boy in Big as well, and she still shocked. So we've done Big. She knew as he was like, "Oh, I'm only 12. and she's like, "Don't care." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tried, to shag, tried to shag him anyway. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, it's not quite fucking Marty McFly's mum shagging a duck in Howard the Duck. <laughs> What is it? Leah Thompson in every movie. Leah Thompson's like fuck a duck and fuck your son. Like, like sack your agent, love. <laughs> sack your agent. You only do films where you have inappropriate, you inappropriately try it on with somebody you shouldn't be having sex with. Yeah. Shouldn't be having sex with your son, and you shouldn't be having sex with a duck. And I can't think of anything else she's been in. As we're on this, thread, Pro- probably let's have a quick look. It's probably probably a film where she shoves a kebab of her fanny. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Kebab Fanny. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, love that film. Uh, 1982. <laughs> Emilio Estevez as the Kebab. <laughs> Shall we carry? Shall let's, let's go on. Let's do, let's go let's with do this. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Wilma Valderrama was apparently going out with, with, with Lindsay Lohan. Um, Lindsay Lohan? Lindsay Lohan. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Wilma I know Not Wilma from the, from the Flintstones. Yep. But... Lindsay Lohan, apparently going out with Wilma Valderrama, then Wilda Valderrama, linked with Ashley Simpson. And the press, as I had a tendency to do during the noughties, not that we've just been particularly politically <laughs> correct, with all we've just been talking <laughs> yeah, about. We're not being great, are a, we? Now oh, well. a pop at, about to have a pop at the noughties tabloid press for being sexist after saying that... 
Julia Thompson stops compounds on her fanny, which she doesn't do. She doesn't do. Only, uh, if it, yeah. only if the role requires Let's it. Let's say allegedly um, at the very least. Not even allegedly. <laughs> no, it's not. We have completely made that. That's not true. It's not true. Although she was in a film called Ping Pong Summer. <laughs> that probably is nothing to do with what you just made it. No, <laughs> no it doesn't look like it is to do with that at all. Anyway, there was it was a kind of love triangle that was played out in the press, and like I say, as the press has tended to do, two young women who were fairly easy at that point to take pot shots out in the press in two thousand and four, two thousand and five. Lindsay Lohan had stopped really was getting to the point where she wasn't the sort of youthful childhood sweetheart of of America, you know, the kind of the the all American girl that they sort of tried to make her out to be and she started going out more and this is around about the time when you know she was going to rehab and stuff and then also you've got ashley simpson who has had the nerve to not sing live on saturday night live That's so it's basically world of amarama going i'm sleeping with two women pick a side not my problem Never gets any shit, does he? Will, 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 not, again, I don't know anything about World of Valderrama, but he doesn't appear to have got any shit in the tabloid press for being a, a quote-unquote love rat. I, I mean, I mean, I, sexism was going to come up at some point or other in this in this show, I think. I, I, I felt there were a lot of... Um, some Well, not a lot of, but some parallels with the Liz Fair episode that we did. I thought it was interesting when I was Googling other singers who had been caught lip syncing. Um, like 80% of them are women rather than men, which I think is quite interesting because I'm absolutely certain that as many men lip sync as women do. Owen Paul. Owen Paul, exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you've got... Lindsay Lohan and Ashley Simpson, two very easy targets, and this other fellow who I can't remember his name. Wilma Valderrama. Thank you. Um, you know, he's a guy, so we're not going to attack him, and it's just classic kind of, yeah, classic he sexism a, in the media. He is a guy. He's a guy. Uh, he, <laughs> yeah. he is a guy. Oh, he's guy. got a penis. Um, Leave him alone. He's he's all right. Oh, he was in that 70s show. Was he now? Okay. He was Fez in that 70s show, which I have seen, although I don't know much about it. He's also been in Grey's Anatomy. He was in Party Monster, oh. Fast Food Nation. Oh, he's very dashing, isn't he? He's quite dashing. I mean, he wasn't. He, he played the sort of nerdy character in that 70s show. So, you know, anyway. So um, she did, in January 2005, she appeared as a musical guest during halftime at the 2005 Orange Bowl in Miami, Florida, and did a performance of a song called La La, which garnered a negative reaction from the crowd, leading to booze. So, you know, there was real-world consequences to what she was doing. This wasn't just like, oh, a few people moaned about it. You know, the media stirred the pot enough to get people to actually boo her. And Mob mentality. Yeah, uh, the second single from her album Shadow was less of a success than the first single, Pieces of Me, was not actually even released in Europe. And to be honest, that was always going to be the thing that defined her here in Europe, that kind of Saturday Night Live thing. She hadn't mm. really done much in the UK and Europe. It was never really going to happen after that incident. Mm. You know, it's just not going to happen for her. Um, La La failed to hit the top 100 in the Billboard um, charts. And she decided to go away and regroup and she did a little bit of acting. Again, in 2005, she was in a film called Undiscovered and it earned a, a Golden Raspberry nomination for Worst Supporting Actress. So it's not going great at this point for Ashley Simpson. It's all kind of come crumbling down around her, really. Um, apparently, she was touring until February 2005. And when that tour ended, 
despite probably you would think you'd want to go away and regroup at that point fair play to her she decided she got so bored she decided to go back into studio straight away and record a new record which is at the very least you should say you know good work ethic at the very absolutely and i i mean i think an instant like that could really um could really knock your confidence so to have the chutzpah to then go back in so quickly and go you know what no fuck i'm just gonna get on with this and i'm just gonna record another record like fair play like yeah. mm. uh, she has said that she wanted to incorporate some 80s influences into the new album and that's uh, sort of in there i think and deal with the stuff that had happened to her in the last year or so um and uh, she had said that it's going to be realer and rawer than than an album called autobiography You'd imagine that if you're calling your album autobiography, it should be quite real and raw with that name. But she said she's going to go even rawer and even realer. It's realer a word. I don't think it is. I'm not sure rawer is. Anyway. Well, that's what she said. That was a direct quote. (laughs) No, no, no. I know. I I wasn't picking you up on it. I was picking her up on it. Um, Yes. Do you hear much 80s in it? Uh, Tiny, tiny little bits here and there I do, yeah. It's... It sounded like a pretty modern pop record to me. <laughs> I suppose we're going through this big like eighties revival thing at the moment, and when we talk about on Riot Act, when we talk about like eighties inflected stuff, it's way more overt. That like it's yeah, very it's, subtle. It's on this. Not yeah, it's very. It's only like, a couple of little. Yeah, bits on yeah, it, yeah, so. yeah. The really there are songs that you go. Well, that sounds a bit like Kim Wilde or something. You know, it's trying to do that kind of Kim Wilde. Okay, yeah, type yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see that. Like just because you're saying you're influenced by the eighties doesn't necessarily mean she's going to do like a Killing Joke album or something. No, do you know what no, I mean? no, no, sure, sure, sure. Gonna I don't know. I just expected maybe some more synth or something like that. You know, I know, I know. There's more mm. to eighties music than synth, but that is probably the first thing I think of <laughs> when I think of eighties music. I don't know. You know, Ronald Reagan samples, <laughs> yeah, or Max Headroom. Wow, that was a, what a great impression. <laughs> awful sorry what a a fantastic impression of someone who's not been on telly for 35 years i suppose that's the they're the best ones to get wrong aren't they (laughs) because nobody knows no one knows who that is yeah don't google it so that could have been Uh, really really accurate but i know it's not (laughs) anyway Uh, for an album which is supposed to be more real and raw mm. you would imagine you would imagine that um they would cut down a little bit on the kind of producers and songwriters and performers and whatnot on the record. But I like on the production side, there's a gentleman called Ken Paves or Pavez. <laughs> Ken Pavez is credited on the album with hair. Now, I didn't hear any hair being played on the album. So I'm assuming, because I can't hear any hair, uh, I'm assuming that that is the hair stylist. And I'm pretty sure it is because Jessica Pastor is credited as stylist someone called ayako is credited with makeup and in a classic bit of music industry nepotism michael jackson got bubbles to do the design for the album as well <laughs> i'm assuming that it is bubbles chimp and not 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 bubbles from who came third in in big brother in 2003 i don't think it's that guy yeah do you know what yeah I, i'm glad you picked up on this because i completely missed this but yes under the production credits you've got producer executive producer mixing engineering mastering and then yeah 
uh, given equal billing, photography, design, stylist, hair, makeup. Yeah. How authentic. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. Why have you done that? I that That is one of the more absurd things about this record mm. that that is that those that that is there because why would you do that just what are you thinking like i mean particularly particularly to do it after your you've lip synced on saturday night live you're fake you're da, 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 da. no no i'm gonna go away i'm gonna make an album that's more real more raw more authentic mm. <laughs> i'm gonna credit my hairstylist in the in the liner notes it's almost as if she's talking total it is a bit it is a bit i mean i've never i'm not sure i've seen that before crediting the hairstyle i don't recall seeing it i mean obviously a lot of the sort of music that we would cover would never ever even dream of doing that but yeah yeah that's absolutely bonkers i want to see i want to see sick of it all credit their barber (laughs) On their, on, their, on their next album, like alongside the fucking like guitar tech and stuff. The only way I could even conceive of it being something that we would come across is for, and and even this is a massive stretch, but it would be for something like Ghost, where there's a big conceptual design behind everything as well. But even like, but Ghost wouldn't do that. They wouldn't credit i mean they credit them at some point probably but not on the album because that's got nothing to do with the album it would be something to do with the tour or what i don't know you know but yeah, yeah that's the closest yeah, yeah. we get i'm saying that um uh, what's his name noah in neurosis is like kind of the sixth member or he was and he's only you know he was considered a member of the band but he only did visuals he did visuals so he would have been credit but you know i mean uh, yeah but he did visuals live and like that added an awful lot to their show and i mean i I think that that that's like an you saying ashley simpson's hair didn't improve (laughs) this album room free how fucking dare you you caught me red-handed um yeah yeah i mean there's there's a I don't. Oh, I don't want to like diss any hairdressers out there, uh, but I think the visuals that Neurosis used there's probably more artistry to that than giving Ashley Simpson a nice haircut. Which is a bit of a fringe opinion. <laughs> Deary me, <Anyway>. me. <laughs> it's rubbish. Christ. Well, anyway, let's look at some of the reviews. The album has a score currently of forty-three out of one hundred on Metacritic. Rolling Stone gave it a one and a half star out of five reviews, saying it could have been the inspiring story of a young malign lip syncer redeemed by a second album that proves that she can really sing. Instead, Ashley Simpson's follow-up is a collection of eleven soulless tunes that fail to even qualify as guilty pleasures. Simpson's attempts to channel Gwen Stefani on the faux funkified love warbles through a sapped out ballad on catch when i fall and even tries to evoke the yeah yeah yeah's karen on the pop funk boyfriend inventuring to offer something for everyone simpson offers nothing for anyone uh, q gave it two stars blender said that in comparison to autobiography these songs are soggier the sentiment's more banal and says i am me is a sophomore slump in their two and a half star uh, or so two star review of the record um all music also gave it two stars out of five and said unlike autobiography this is 
simply no rock and roll fun. The songs aren't catchy. The attitude is dour. The production is cold and distant, all highlighting the deficiencies in Ashley Simpson as a singer while burying the likeable persona she had on both her debut and her MTV show. Uh, the Guardian said in its two-star review, in her short career, Ashley, younger sister of Jessica, has already inspired an internet petition aimed at stopping her from singing live. I don't think you need to do that, do you? That's the most pointless petition in the world. Yeah, the recorded version presumably being enough of a trial. This, after all, was her debut album. A US number one in 2004 had familiarised Americans with her shrill rock mannerisms, which, in fairness, are no more grating than Avril Lavigne's. Perhaps notices were put out of joint by her sense of self-importance, a quality so prevalent on her second album that it negates the mild pleasure you might have otherwise from it the humiliating experience of being caught miming while supposedly singing live on tv has been turned into a pompous self-help ballad beautifully broken while the power poppy i am me broadcasts ashley's demands to be the alpha female of the simpson family the best song is a cute gwen stefani ish rap pastiche love which has her coming down off her high horse for a minute you're fucking mad it's, mate. it's not the best song of the album. it's the worst song by a fucking mile it debuted which we'll talk about in a second it debuted at number one on the u.s billboard top 200 so it's still got a number one album out of it but autobiography sold nearly four hundred thousand copies in the first week of release whereas this sold just over two hundred thousand. so it's some drop off from the debut it has gone platinum in the u.s though okay it, it it is a drop off but bear in mind that's like 2004 to 2005 there's um i mean you know piracy as i've mentioned before i don't think it's, yeah, it's I as mean... bad as it was made out to be no nah, 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 no maybe not no uh it has gone platinum peaked at number 50 in the uk album charts hence why we probably didn't really know anything about this record going into it um in the UK, there was a real kind of absence of promotion. It actually debuted at number 160 Crikey. in the UK album charts, oh. and it sold 1,392 copies in its first week. But it has gone gold in Venezuela. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, Renfrey, what do you think of I Am Me by Ashley Simpson? Well, <sighs> I Am Me is not an you album. Sure <laughs> Is not an album that is aimed at you or me at all. This album is not an album that was made for either of us at all, mm-hmm. right? No. I think that's worth establishing from the beginning. Having said that, I have a soft spot for women singing in music, especially because I feel like they get a lot of shit very unnecessarily. And I think there is um, a lot of that that is happening here because i feel like the reviews are very very scathing for what is at the end of the day a perfectly fine pop rock record like it has moments on it which you know aren't great you've already mentioned l-o-v-e which isn't brilliant i don't think i dislike it as much as you but i don't you know i acknowledge that it's not very good i think i'm probably even less enamored with the soppier material although i noticed some of the reviews saying that like this album is full of really soppy material i don't think it is that's not accurate at all is it no i don't think it is i feel like um i feel like there's actually quite a few songs on here which are pretty decent avril lavigne style pop rock 
I'm going to stop short of saying bangers, but, you know, pop decent tunes. Like, Boyfriend is a perfect, like, that's a decent tune. I quite liked it. I certainly had it in my yeah, head. Yeah, I mean, it, it's got a riff that would be way too basic for Razorlight. Sure, well, And I sure. think it is, well, I think it's kind of, it's pretty fluffy, and it's, you know, about not stealing someone's boyfriend, so I'm imagining it's about, uh, yeah, it's the you know, everything, everything. Is, and you're like, oh, but at least you go, ah, oh, yeah, that probably is about that, and she did write it. Yeah, yeah, and and allegedly um, Beautifully Broken and Catch Me When I Fall are about the, are about the SNL, the thing, SNL yeah. fallout stuff. I mean, I looked at the lyrics for both, and, you know, they're, they're incredibly general, and like yeah. there's at no point does she sort of say oh when i when i was caught miming on snl you know and then i patted jude law on the shoulder <laughs> and went can i just say something? um beautifully broken i want to pick up on it straight away because there's not much cop beautifully broken i think it's very good she can't really seem to be to work out if she wants to be avril lavigne vanessa colton or taylor swift particularly at that point it's sort of dull and the problem with it is it has no real kind of personality of it it's like, no. it sort of flips between things i don't think it's a great song really no well the, ly- the lyrics i think point out so it seems like yesterday that my world fell from the sky it seems like yesterday i didn't know how how hard i could cry it feels like tomorrow i may not get by but i will try i will try wipe the tears from my eyes i'm beautifully broken i don't mind if you know it i'm beautifully broken and i don't care if i show it you know that is a but very general that's bullshit though isn't it well then why are you saying it is that true if you're beautifully broken and you don't mind showing it and you don't care if people know it why are you lip syncing well you, you, yeah, you could, you could paint. So you obviously do. You obviously do care <laughs> that people don't about what people. You, don't, you, you do mind if people know it, and you do not want to show it. So you're talking shit. Well, you fucking hypocrite. I mean, look, I, I don't, I don't think this is like a searing. Yeah, I mean, her previous album was called Autobiographical. You know, when she says it's raw and all this kind of stuff, it's like, I mean you've written vaguely a song about being down and out you know for a second do you know what i mean like it's yeah. it's very 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 generalized again catch me when i fall is a, is a quite a boring ballad and it's, it's it's again dealing with that that incident but it's too bland and it's too like i say it's too vague it's really it's vague. really too vague Vague's if, if she had to come out and said beautifully broken is about snl you would have just gone oh it's you know general pop lyrics fine yeah but when she says that and you're like oh you know i'm beautifully broken i don't mind if you know it and you go what about saturday night live well you do because yeah. you didn't sing yeah you fucking liar well don't lie there's something yeah i mean there's something to that but i also i suppose again it comes down to expectations i don't really from this sort of pop at the in this era i would say because i think there are you know I'm, we were mentioning taylor swift earlier and there are songs on folklore and evermore particularly but actually even going back to some of her previous stuff where it's like oh yeah this is really specific and it it is genuinely stirring and moving and it feels genuinely emotional so there are examples i'm not saying pop music is not capable of doing that it absolutely is i think this era of pop music generally and i am speaking generally wasn't particularly bothered about that kind of thing i keep bringing up avril lavigne probably because this album did sound like a kind of cod Avril Lavigne to me in lots of ways but I just don't think that was what pop music was trying to do at that time and I no. also don't think there's anything strictly 
wrong with that and i mean i mean it's not it's not music that i'm interested in because i would probably want a bit more emotional content but it's not something that deserves to have the knife sharpened in the way that this album was i will say i put this album on before doing any research at all and after five or six tracks I, I I was going to wait till I'd finished listening to the whole record, but I dived into the research immediately because I was like, well, so far, based on the music alone, I am completely... Cl- like, even with L-O-V-E and stuff like that, which I don't think is great, but when you think about... Uh, like, I don't think it's as bad as the worst moments on American Life by Madonna, for example, you know? No, it's pretty but I think L-O-V-E is terrible. That is the one moment on this record where I'm like, wow, that is terrible. It's, it's bad. Like a subpar Gwen Stefani um, with, she's got the the Van Halen um, hook. I'm talking about love. And she's got, she's a bad rapper when she does the rap stuff. Yeah. And the chorus, the chorus sounds like she's doing a, a, like an American person doing a shite Cockney accent. Hello, 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 <laughs> hello, V-E. She's like, hello. It's just like Danny Dyer in it. Hello, it's hello, rubbing. hello. Hello, hello, hello. It's like she's auditioning, for, doing a shit audition for EastEnders. <laughs> it's rubbish. Like, I, that song is fucking rubbish. I, it sounds like like Lily Allen after a lobotomy. It's really <laughs> bad, that song. It's really, really okay, bad. it's not as bad as anything Lily Allen's done, in my opinion. Oh, fuck off. The first Lily Allen album's great. Oh, I can't first stand Lily it. Allen. All right, still was good. It's really good. But I, I don't think... Uh, like, if you gave me L-O-V-E or that first song on American Life, I'd be like, please, it... L-O-V-E, like, all yeah. day, yeah, yeah, all yeah. day long. That I mean, is a bad I don't disagree song, with yeah. a lot of what you're saying. I think you're being slightly OTT, but but I, but I it's not a good song. We definitely both agree it's not a good song, but it's not as bad as fucking Madonna, you know? Like, that rap, yeah. there's, there's nothing yeah. on this. There was actually nothing on this record which I thought was embarrassingly bad. I think L-O-V-E... I, I thought that the very last song, Say Goodbye, was really sappy and like, bleh. Yeah, poppy. I mean, you know... But but loads of, loads of pop songs are. Like, mm. not a single second of this record did I think, Jesus, this is embarrassing. There's a few things... I mean, I think the title track is a sort of really reminded me of Avril Lavigne. Yeah. It's not as good, but it's perfectly fine. Yeah. I think Eyes Wide Open is actually a pretty decent I little song. Really, I quite liked eyes wide open yeah yeah i thought it was quite good good. um dancing alone does the sort of 80s soft synth thing a bit i think that's the only time where i was like oh you can hear a little bit of 80s stuff in there Mm -hmm. burning up sounds like a sort of bad modern duran duran that's like the cod funk reggae one isn't it yeah it sounds like when duran duran get things wrong um in the in the kind of mid noughties <laughs> that's what they tend to sound like it, it wasn't it's not good it sounds really cheap it's pretty crap it, it did sound pretty cheap and it's not very good but again i was kind of like the reason that this isn't embarrassing like what would have made it embarrassing if she done is if she done like a fake jamaican accent which mm. some pop stars would have done you know like some yeah. people would have gone that Vanilla far Rice. exactly but some people would have fucked that up and we have seen examples of that on broken records and you know i don't think that's a good song but i don't think it's embarrassing either no me neither absolutely not no i don't um i really have no beef with this record no i have no beef with this record i I think it's i think it's a perfectly acceptable pop record with one song that i found massively annoying one song 
of the entire thing i found massively annoying and that's love it's the only one where i was like oh man this is getting on my fucking nerves so much fair enough the word acceptable i think sums up this album like it's nothing special mm-hmm. but it is it is a like such uh it's a five out of ten i mean it's it's yeah. it's absolutely fine you know perfectly fine i don't think I, i'm not sure if it's a broken record to be totally honest well we know why it's here really yeah exactly exactly so the aftermath of this i mean who knows she was never really picked up here in the uk that's for sure but she toured the album whilst on tour she was doing a cover of sweet dreams by the arrhythmics i mean i don't think she's got the pipes to pull off annie lennox particularly but you know i've not heard it so i, I shouldn't really say I, I don't i i'm not rushing out to hear that i have to say no heard the record, no, no. but you know with the album doing all right but probably not as well as the first one and it being a bit of mm-hmm. like a drop off or whatever she went back into acting she played roxy hart in chicago on broadway and it was oh. actually very well received okay. as well uh in 2008 she released her third album called bittersweet world which only peaked at number four on the u.s billboard top 200 so after a three-year gap she comes back number four that's not embarrassing is it but yeah yeah i mean you said only number four but like it's not terrible yeah it's a drop but it's not awful she's she's not a kind of genre defining artist so i think kind of have to just accept that uh she was romantically linked with pete wentz from fallout boy like every famous american lady in in the noughties and they got engaged and then they got married and then in november 2008 they had their first child oh that's nice and ashley simpson kind of just seemed to retreat from the limelight to be a mum for a little while which is a perfectly uh honorable thing to yeah. do they actually filed for divorce in 2011 p- presumably because she'd heard the demos of uh, save rock and roll by Fall Out Boy. um i think that's why she did that and there had been a bit of talk of her releasing a fourth album um in the the, the, the years since then but that's not happened and she's you know worked a fair bit over the years it doesn't seem like she's done loads of things but she's been on csi new york melrose place america's next top model all that stuff she's done a few films here and there um you know she's probably made her money mm. she's made a mark on popular culture mm. even if it is for something which is like embarrassing yeah. but i you know i find it quite difficult to have too much vitriol or, or, or spite aimed towards ashley simpson she just seems like totally fine yeah same. totally just like oh yeah you're a you're another sort of fairly average pop singer with like one massive career faux pas which isn't really that much of a big deal really you know to your name that's it i also think i mean um if you think of you know i don't know reality type tv stars who have come out and like jordan did a single didn't she which was absolutely mm-hmm. fucking atrocious you know yeah. like this is this isn't brilliant but it's not a disaster either and some of the songs on it are actually you know like we kind of whispered are quite good for that kind of realm i'm not going to return to it anytime soon but you know i can i don't think they're badly composed or anything like that maybe lov neither maybe say goodbye lov is yeah there's a couple that aren't that aren't great but you know you know, you know, it, you can't expect a 2005 pop album from a reality, you know, kind of reality TV star like Disney per, to be like exactly that amazing. Exactly, yeah. Like you shouldn't really go in with that high expectations. And on that level, I think it's fine. And all of it is to do with P. 
people going, how dare you lip sync? That seems exactly. to be the fucking, the be all and end all of it. So where we rank it, I mean, it's low, isn't it? Low. It is low. I, I, I mean, I thought, I've already mentioned American Life by Madonna and we both agreed that, I, I think we both agreed that it's not as bad as that overall, right? Right. Um, and I thought the uh, I thought it should go probably between there and Naomi Campbell, Baby Woman, because I can't be bothered to argue with you whether this is better <laughs> or not. <laughs> uh, and to be honest, I probably think I think Naomi Campbell, Baby Woman, probably is better than this. So that would be somewhere between forty two and fifty six. So I've narrowed it down a bit. Yeah. I mean, I look at it, and again, I mean, when I'm looking at these things, I think there's always between American Life and naomi campbell everything in it has got something that i think all of those artists they kind of did something themselves to uh you know to kind of to put them here in this particular Mm -hmm. show so i'm going to go through these very briefly so madonna you know it's the rapping in the bad production pink floyd it's the making up on the spot limp biscuit it's the trying to be a grunge band when grunge is fucked when you're a new metal band green day tray is you know have some quality control it's too much primitive cool is you know like you trying to show off that you're not going to be in the rolling stones Mm -hmm. anymore Mm -hmm. and making something rubbish black and white rainbows you went on the voice and why the fuck did you do that van halen three you got a new singer and you pretended like he was the best thing ever even though he wasn't melodia by the vines uh, it was just you know you were hyped up to shit and then you couldn't deliver on it at all q is what we aim for it's just quite a bad basic pop punk record with loads of like weird shit going on i guess the sort of the the changing of members and stuff and Mm -hmm. the splitting up and reforming and blah 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 and all that can i be frank just cynical as fuck tin machine 2 is <laughs> saying you're influenced by things which you're clearly not capable of recreating fish spooner 1 is again promising the world and delivering very little the weirdness by the stooges um there's not a lot about the weirdness by the stooges which i think was necessarily the stooges fault it's other people's mm. and this is where we come to it i think because I, I would put ashley simpson probably above all of them because i don't i think you look at neon twang by the twang and the weirdness by the stooges and that's not really particularly their fault it's not really the twang's fault that they released an album and got loads of hype from other people and then they kind of died off but released an album which was fine and again the stooges we said that album is all right like it's not great yeah but it's all it's okay but it's it, it's all right it's all right but it's just that the the weight of the name of the stooges the was hanging mm. so heavy on on those people mm. and i would say that ashley simpson on a musical level has done nothing wrong on this record really no like for, considering the type of music she makes she's done nothing wrong at all but other people have decided to go we're going to take you down a peg or two mm. because you had the you know the the nerve to lip sync like all your peers do uh, i kind of think would i rather this than the weirdness i'd rather have the weirdness personally but that's that album's aimed more at me than it is well that's the thing that's the thing I, I, and i was wondering when you were reading through all that i my ears pricked up around the vines and cute is what we aim for because i mean cute is what we aim for for example was one of those things where it's like well it's not really for us but in terms of like is there anything particularly wrong with this record like i've heard a lot of like emo punk pop punk whatever kind of records which are much worse than this i've heard plenty that are better than it as well and i mm-hmm. kind of feel the same way about the i mean i've probably not heard as many pop punk records as or pop you know pop rock records mm-hmm. as this but like 
I've heard worse ones and I've heard better ones. And I kind of, I was wondering sort of maybe in between cues what we aim for on Westlife for that reason, which would make it number 51. But do you think it should be even lower than that? Or higher in the list, if that makes sense. Fucking hell, I still haven't got used it's to it. It's a tough one with the Westlife thing because that is so cynical. Mm. That is so, so, so cynical. But, but the, the material's great. Really good. But the material is great. Yeah. Um, whereas I don't think this is as cynical. No. But it's actually... It's relatively like, do I, I mean, wanna... there is some cynicism to it. Yeah. No, you're right, actually. I think, and I think weirdly, unbelievably, I probably would, because those songs are so good. Mm. If someone said to me, I'm going to stick on this or I'm going to stick on Westlife, I'd I think I'd probably yeah. want to listen to Westlife unbelievably. Um, so, yeah. Shall we pop it there, then? Yeah. Ashley Simpson. In she goes. Uh, Number I am me. I am me. She is her. And... <laughs> let's never get the two mixed up <laughs> she is your mum yeah 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 <laughs> she is the one she is my mum she's ashley simpson um all right i've got one out oh uh, this will be i'm gonna see it at the same time as ah little wheezy and his bitch ho as he says on the limp biscuit album little he... wayne the rebirth okay looking forward to that renfrey little wayne I... we spoke about little wayne uh, not so long ago, didn't we? Yeah, and I'm trying to remember why. But we did speak about him not so long he ago. He was on the um, Weekend album. Of course. Yes, there we go. And I said he was good, and you said no, he wasn't. Yeah. yeah. So, should be That'll be fun. Chat. <laughs> <laughs> good. So there you go. Next week, we're going to be talking about Lil Wayne and uh, all of his many d- d- crimes against... Humanity? Well, you've not done any crimes into humanity. He's done a few. But uh, anyway, we'll be chatting about that. Thank you very much for listening. Hey, I'll tell you what. We're on um, we're on that Spotify. If you're listening to us on Spotify, I've not said this yet. They do they do uh, ratings out of five now. So if you want to give us a five, we'd appreciate that. That would be really nice. If you give us anything less than a five, I would say probably just don't bother, actually. I'd rather you just didn't do that. Leave it. So just leave it. It's fine. Um but if you want to give us a five, give us a five. So that's it. We're not asking for reviews. We're asking for a five-star rating and nothing else. So do that. Well, you can yeah? you can give, you give us reviews. Us... Just make sure they're good. You can't do reviews on Spotify. They don't have it. In that, that case, it's not available. Don't worry about it. Give us the five stars or give us nothing. <laughs> All right. There you go. It's very simple. That's I'm, I've, I've asked nicely. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. Is that you asking? If you give us anything, it's like you asking. me asking. <laughs> That is me asking nicely. Well, I just wow. think you're a cunt. If you, I'm going to say it again. You get this for free, right? You get it for fucking free, you fucking cunt. If you give us anything less than a five, you're a fucking piece of shit. Anyway. That's still you asking nicely, is it? That, that's not me asking nicely. That's what I really want to say. Okay, good. Come on. But you get this for free. You fucking get your... Again, it's getting your birthday Christmas present and opening it. I, I got, a, got a Christmas present I didn't really like. So I punched my nan in the face <laughs> for, getting me the, for getting me the wrong colour socks that I was going to... Pathetic. We've ranked the album now. We don't need to fill any more. We're good. Yeah, sweet. All right, <laughs> lovely. See you later, everyone. We'll be back next week. And uh, I hope you have a nice rest of the week. We're going to be back with Little Wayne. And that should be a lot of fun. Bye-bye. <laughs>